0: YOU don't KNOW MY family.
1: Thank you for winging it with us. Once again, we've reached episode number 81, the T.O. episode, the Jason Ivan episode. We're getting closer to 100 every time we pop on here. As always, I'm joined by these two beautiful faces. We got Ali. We got Alex. I'm Andrew. Happy to wing it with you guys once again. Sorry I missed earlier this week. So first off, Happy New Year, everyone. And may this be a fresh slate for all of us, but the Eagles included. Uh, as always, you guys know where to find us instagram, youtube, facebook if you wish uh we're on spotify we're on soundcloud we're on uh what's the other one that you listen to Apple podcast obviously, how can we forget apple so I think that's uh I think that just about settles that uh guys, I know we have an eagles game coming up in a in a couple of days. We're going against the giants again. we just saw them two weeks ago um That was one of our more recent wins. So, but I'm, you know, I I don't know. I still have this kind of crappy, you know, just like this cloud that's hanging over me. I don't know what to feel about this team. Uh, Before we get into much, I I actually want to pass it to both of you. A.J. Brown spoke to the media, um, I think, two days ago. I know he hasn't talked after the last two games. He had nothing to say, chose not to speak to reporters. He put all of the blame on the players, which... I actually, that made me feel better, to be honest. I would have rather him blame the players than the coaches. To me, that at least feels like you can keep a locker room if it's not on the coaches. So, Alex, I'll pass it to you first. I know this has been an ongoing debate this entire season. Uh, We talked about it with Rossi last week, and I will mention, sorry, guys, it's a Thursday. No, it's Friday. Uh, We don't have a guest this week, so it's just the three of us, so deal with it, you know? Um, We got plenty to talk about. We got playoffs around the corner. So, uh, Alex, yeah, to you first, what do you make of that, you know, uh, AJ blaming the players more so than the coaches?
0: Yeah, man, and um, glad to have you back, Drew. It never never totally feels like an episode without you here. Uh, Happy New Year, my friend. No offense, Ali. Um, So... (laughs) The thing is, is I have a really difficult time listening to media. Um, the only time I really actually listen to media reports is right after the game, um, just to see exactly what happens, uh, certain situations, why they decided to go in a certain way. And I think outside of that, everything else that the media shares with you is just total fluff. Like Jalen Hurts never really says anything. It's the same Instagram captions. Nick Sirianni says something along the lines of, we need to execute better, clean things up, and we're going to do first and second down practices today and third down tomorrow, Right. So I always take anything that any player says with a grain of salt uh, when they're speaking to the camera. What that being said, I actually felt really good after that A.J. Brown interview. Um, it was insane how many people were like lined up around his locker, like just to hear him talk. Um, I will say that one thing and I called out in the group chat is I didn't realize how... Uh, excited everyone was for that first quarterback draw play and everyone on social media was trashing the quarterback draw play including me um, and it just really shows that like we don't really know anything as casual fans versus like what's actually going on in the huddle jason kelsey said on his new heights podcast he loved the call he was amped up aj brown says that there was one block away one person misread their assignments to get to your point, though, how do I feel about that? And I think Ali, I'm probably going to echo Ali's what face. you're going to say is <laughs> if you're putting the blame on the players or putting the blame on the coaches because the coaches aren't holding the players accountable. That's that's the crux of it. There's 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 leadership. Um, where where where? I mean, do you think Nick Sirianni is going to blame the players here? No, he's going to say it's the blames on the coaches because the players didn't execute. So, Ali, I'll pass it to you. But did we really learn anything with AJ Brown's comments?
2: I don't think we learned anything. I think this is a moment where the kids are asking why mom and dad are fighting. And dad is like, oh, it's completely my fault. And mom is like, oh, it's completely my fault just to keep up appearances that, you know, there's a there's a looming divorce coming soon. Um, Not to sound like all negative, but like, I, I just don't know if it really did anything for me. He got up in front of everyone because I'm sure someone told him, hey, you're a leader in this locker room. It doesn't look good that you haven't spoken and you need to speak up. I'm sorry. I'm going to call BS like a quarterback draw on first and 20 and AJ Brown saying we were one block away. I looked at the coach's tape of that play of all three plays actually Dude, there were like multiple cardinals that were coming in that had shots at Jalen Hurts. Like I don't know which player he was talking about. Maybe he was just saying like we were a block somewhere away from potentially popping this off, but there's no way this thing had a had a uh, any like a snowball's chance in hell essentially, right? Like I I think It doesn't do anything for me, the A.J. Brown interview, other than he was just keeping up appearances. He's a leader in the locker room. He has an image to maintain in the public eyes. So in his best interest, it made sense for him to speak and start blaming himself because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, people are going to be like, they're going to respect you more if you take ownership of anything negative that's happening. So long-winded way of saying it didn't do anything for me. I think your play on the field, your coaching on the field, your calls on the field are going to speak for themselves and everything that we've seen so far has been, we had a stellar team last year with stellar offensive play calling the same year or the next year with the same players, almost the same players, different coaching, drastically different outcome. What's the difference here? Steichen.
1: Yeah. But here's what I will say. And Given that this is episode number 81, I'm going to make a Terrell Owens connection here. The first year that we signed T.O., we went to the Super Bowl and we lost. And then the following season, there was the huge falling out between him and McNabb, and things were never the same again. Last year, we bring in A.J. Brown. We lose in the Super Bowl. Here we are a year later, and my fear is that history was going to repeat itself. We haven't quite hit that point yet. I was glad to see AJ say what he said, and there was a level of accountability there. And, you know, look, he's a wide receiver. And when I, when I think of AJ Brown, it's like, yeah, of course, there's going to be like a little bit of a diva mindset. Um, you know, sometimes you're not really sure what his mindset is or what his behavior is like. But ultimately, he still seems like he's here for the team. And I don't know. I, I still I still left that interview feeling like this is still better than what we experienced with with McNabb and T.O. At least there's still some sort of nucleus here. There's still some sort of will to still try to figure this thing out. Um, so, yeah, I I don't know. I, I guess if there's a silver lining, things are not as bad as it was in, in 2004, 2005, when T.O. and McNabb were were, uh, you know, starting to have their falling out, uh, you know, no images of. AJ Brown doing sit-ups on his front step while being (laughs) while trying to be interviewed by the media.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, it it is what it is. I'm not, you know, like I said, it's all it's all fluff. There's really not much going on. I will say though, so that was one really big story this week. Um, The second one, and I just love listening to WIP when the sky is falling. Um, the, the, these players, I mean, these callers, they just, they, they love the city one week and they just like, everything's burning down fire everyone and start from the beginning.
1: I love um, it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Alex, it's, who do you, who, who do you typically listen to on WIP? Cause I, 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 listen to, uh, you know, a little bit, uh, after the loss, I do enjoy hate listening. I like li- not hate listening to the radio per se, but just but, I need to hear more suffering when we lose. I just like I want to feel that from other people so I'm not alone. So um, I
0: used to love driving my son to daycare and listening to Angelo Cataldi. Um sure. he's he's so freaking funny. Um I like uh what mm-hmm. is it, Marks and Marks and Reese? Um Ike Reese. Um Yeah. Yeah. I like I like that show a lot just because there's a player perspective there. And then I forget the other co-host and during the day, I don't listen to a lot during the day, but the one with Hugh Douglas, I forget who his co-host is. That might um, be the
1: camera, Jody. Camera, yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean, yeah, I'll, whatever's on. I don't really have like a specific segment. I did, I did like uh, the morning show when when he was still there. Here, here's here's where I'm going with that. Um, Nick Sirianni being fired. <laughs> so many people think Nick Sirianni should be fired. I even brought up on this episode this week of like, hey, Bill Belichick's available. Like, do we go? Do we go for it? Um, you have coaches like Pete Carroll that have had losing seasons. You have coaches like. Mike Tomlin, who can, you know, his his only goal every single season is to stay above 500. You have the decline of Bill Belichick eras. Is this the thing in Philly where it's going to fire coaches after two to three years? Uh, get first year, come in, no expectations, make the playoffs on a team. And Andrew, I actually listened to episode six of the Afterthought podcast, <laughs> believe it or not, when we clinched the playoffs last time. Uh, we were only projected to be a four-win team that year. Um, got to the playoffs. Got to the Super Bowl and have eleven wins. Are we really considering firing Nick Sirianni? Ali, you look like you're about to blow a gasket. Go ahead, fire the man.
2: Get Bill check in here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, end of story. No, listen, listen. I I said this before last week or a couple of days ago when we when we recorded our uh, reaction to the Cardinals game. Like, you cannot respond in the way that this coaching staff has responded throughout this season. Ever since week one, when we were watching the Eagles and the Patriots, like I remember our group chat. We were like, something is off. Something looks different with this team, and it is the play calling. We called it from day one, and nothing has been modified. Nothing has been changed. Coaching is all about adjustments and how you can sort of adjust – from one half to the next, and how you can adjust from one half of the season to the second half of the season. And I don't see any type of adjustment to still running the same play over and over and over again. And that is the literal definition of insanity. I think Nick Sirianni is 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 great. I think his personality is wonderful for the city. But when it comes to a an illustration of being unwilling to adjust to the external sort of like pressures that are going on around you i.e. the teams have have figured out that you're going to run a quarterback draw like nine out of ten times and he's not doing that i think it's time to go all right andrew what do you think
1: you know it makes me wonder because last year when the eagles were having so much success nick sirianni was never in consideration for coach of the year like there were some of these rankings that came out and he wasn't even in the top 10 in terms of like votes for coach of the year and i always wondered what caused that with that being said I don't think it's fair to just cut bait with somebody when they're experiencing adversity for the first time. You know, this is this is the worst stretch by far that Sirianni has experienced since we brought him in. Well, other than his initial start before the fertilizer speech, where we got off to a rough start, but then things turned around right from there. I don't want to you know, I don't want to be reactive. and, And like, you know, it's like when we when we cut bait with Doug Peterson, it felt very, very reactive and and. At that time, it was like, you know, is it Carson? Is it Doug? And then it ended up being both of them, which was really confusing. I don't like the thought of bringing in somebody like Bill Belichick. I think that we're in a, in a league right now where you're continually seeing young head coaches. Now, I don't know if that has anything to do with <laughs> – <league. with> li- <laughs> am I you- wrong? You ageist. You ageist. (laughs) I am. You know what? I am a little ageist. I think that we live in a world right now where you need uh, younger, fresh-minded people that are able to adapt and not stuck in their ways. And I think that people Bill Belichick's age are stuck in their ways and not able to adapt. I'm sorry, Boomers. That's how you are. So um, I think Belichick can, can demand the respect of a locker room, I suppose, because of his history. But, you know, what's his excuse for their team doing so poorly this year, because when you're that good of a coach, right? You shouldn't never be, you shouldn't never be that bad. I don't care if Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi is your quarterback. It's like, you know, you, you should be able to work your way out of that. So I don't know, man. I, I, Sirianni has rubbed me the wrong way the last couple of weeks, obviously, because we're losing and you know, it's going to happen. Um, so I need to see some sort of change, but, and that change is winning and, and being able to make adjustments on the fly. Uh, l- unlike we've been able to see, but, I don't know. I need to give Sirianni like a real chance to fix this thing before I make any sort of call like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, we're we're going to constantly compare ourselves to last year when we have two coordinators that are now head coaches of NFL teams. There's a tampering period, we lost Vic Fangio. Um I don't think Jonathan Gannon realizes how much he screwed us for 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 getting some talent. And then we ha- we hired Sean Desai, who I've never heard of before, and Brian Johnson, who maybe you've seen him pop up on a few Wikipedia pages with Jalen Hurts. I, what, we're going to go back? What are the expectations of two brand new coordinators? Everyone knows who the good coaches are in the NFL. I'm not putting all of that on Nick Sirianni. Let's let's go to the offseason. Matt Patricia was never hired to be this role. We, fired, we essentially just fired Sean Desai in the middle of the season. We're going to make an adjustment there. Think of the defense, get it, gets it together. Like what I said earlier this week, we get an adult in the room, someone that actually knows what they're doing. I think the offensive can be totally okay with where it is between uh Brian Johnson and Nick. We get someone new on the defense, I guarantee we're we are singing a different tune this week.
1: You know, you just said you just mentioned adult in the room. And I when I hear that, I instantly think of Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, Brandon Graham, and where are all of them during all of this? And how can they utilize their veteran leadership? They've been with this team forever. They've experienced highs and lows. How can they take that and and, and help this team somehow? Like I, I just feel like there's this we're lacking maturity or or we're lacking these adults in the room, but we have so many of them.
2: So what's up? I mean, the, the voices in the room are, are getting older. And I think to your point, right, like the older they get, it's like, you know, there's a just a general societal tendency to just not listen to the older voices in the room. Now, granted, these guys are in their 30s, but, you know, being an NFL player is like dog years, right? Like Jason Kelsey is basically on his last life. And, and so is Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. Um, where are the adults in the room? At, coaches are always the adults in the room which is why I was kind of shocked by your Bill Belichick comment because Bill Belichick despite having a terrible offense still has a pretty high up defense like his his defense is top 10 in yards per game it's uh top 10 in uh opponent opponent yards per play it's top 10 in red zone scoring defense so it's not bad right like the guy still hasn't lost his step it's you, you're dealt what you're dealt and you got to make the most with what you have. And that's what guys like Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin do. So um, I think that they must the have linebackers. Coach... They must have linebackers. on. They must have linebackers. They must have linebackers. <laughs> um, speaking of linebackers, speaking of linebackers, um, Shaq Leonard, you know, he had a pretty okay game a couple of weeks ago against the New York Giants. Um, we've got this game coming up on Sunday at 425 Eastern. It, obviously it's going to go on during the, the same time period as a lot of the games to include the Cowboys commanders game. Um, what are your guys thoughts as far as like how we can t- to sort of like bounce back off of the debacle that we had on Sunday against the Cardinals? Like, what do we need to do? We're at MetLife stadium. It is the forecast is, is snow, right? There's reports that Nick Sirianni is thinking about resting some of the starters. Like, what do you think is going to happen this game? If we play all of our players and, do you think it's the right move to rest starters? I'll start with Andrew first.
1: Well, actually, I'm going to start with a question because I need your I need both of your help. What are the scenarios right now? So if the Eagles win in order for them to get the number two seed, I'm assuming Dallas Cowboys would need to, to lose. lose. Correct. OK. And is that is that basically the only thing we're on the lookout for in terms of why we would even need to to play starters because there still is potentially something to play for?
0: I think it would be the optics of if we zoom down to Jalen Hurts in a hoodie on the sideline and Dallas is losing in the fourth quarter, that would look really bad. It would show that we conceded, right? So we're just, we're literally saying, hey, if we don't give starters, we're giving Dallas the division. And it's I think it's you, dumb that yeah. we hang division championship banners in the link. Just FYI, I think it's really stupid, but I think... Lurie is going to have something to say about no we're not resting starters we're going to go for it so I can hang another banner in the link
1: you know it is there is something nice about being able to like shove that in the faces of our rivalries who come here once a year so it's like yeah Dallas Giants commanders you got to look you know we're still the best you got to beat us it's, I get it it doesn't mean it's, it's anything teenage right? boys rates, <laughs> but yeah um So to answer your question, Ali, I think that I overall like the thought of being able to play our starters this game, because at this point, there's a lot that we still need to get right. And this can be an opportunity to maybe gain a little bit of confidence, maybe try to establish a a strong run game again. You know, I don't know what running back we'll see. Maybe maybe we'll see the vintage Boston Scott versus the Giants type of game this week. But, um, you know, we're not going to have a bye week one. So I think that. Having the starters just stay fresh, you know, it, it, I think that's something that we need right now. It's 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 an it's an elevated practice, if you will. I mean, this team needs as much as much practice as they can get against real talent to to see if we can turn this thing around. So, um, ultimately, again, no excuse. We should win this game. We are a very talented team, um, but I definitely don't mind seeing our starters out there, even if it means that you know we're going to end up with the fifth seed.
0: Yeah, I think momentum is really important. Um, oh, yeah. I don't really care about the number two seed. Actually, looking at the matchup, I think our best case scenario is first rounds we play either the Saints or the Bucks. It's looking like it's going to be the Bucks. Um, so for for everyone out there, the Saints are tied with the Bucks at eight and eight. The Bucks play the Panthers, who are two and fourteen, and the Saints play the Falcons, who are seven and nine. So odds are, is mm. the Bucks are going to win and it looks like the Tampa Bay Bucks have the 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 tiebreaker there. So,
1: so quick question cuz if the I'm looking at records here, if the Falcons win, so if the Falcons beat the Saints, they will both be 8 and 9. If Tampa Bay loses to Carolina, they will also be 8 and 9. So, if all if they're all, if all three of those teams are 8 and 9, does will Tampa still have
0: the tiebreak? Um I believe so. Um I don't I don't spend a lot of time talking about the uh Chances
1: are they should beat the Panthers, but you never know.
0: Yeah, crazier things have happened. We should have beat the uh, Cardinals, and this episode would have looked much different. Probably would have oh, had yeah. guests and been excited. So <laughs> um, the
2: Saints, the Saints need to beat or tie the Falcons, and the Buccaneers would need to lose to the Panthers. So if the Buccaneers lose to the Panthers and beat the Fal- and the Saints beat the Falcons, then the Saints, well, right,
1: would... they would have a better record at that point. The Saints would be nine and eight, and the Buccaneers would be eight and nine. So that would be you know, no dispute there. It's more if, if all of these teams
0: finish eight and nine, which is possible, then who would who would be representing that that division? Yeah. So so anyway, um, I would much rather play that than, you know, playing Dallas or um the Rams. The Rams. Yeah, I guess yeah. I don't know. The Rams have been a little bit streaky recently. So oh, um, I I think as far as like what that looks like, that's fine. I'm also going away that weekend, so like I'm totally cool with like not having a home game that I need to like figure out and like cancel. My oh, well,
1: for. lucky you, Alex. What about all the other people
0: that are not going away and would like to see a playoff game? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying there's two reasons. Me personally. <laughs> One is I'd rather play the NFC South and two. Um, I won't be here to go to the game. So that's that's a selfish. That's a selfish fair, reason enough. There. fair enough. Fair um, enough. But I think there's a lot to be said about momentum, keeping people fresh. Keep uh, Devante Smith on a limited snap count because of his ankle um get him out there you don't want to go into the playoffs where your last game that you played was a crushing defeat where the arizona cardinals put up 35 on you try some new things out try some schemes do some things on defense um we don't really care if we win or lose but but keep the starters out there
1: another game for avante maddox to to to,
0: isn't he hurt again i thought he got like an x-ray after the end of last game damn it
2: don't you ever, ever have any good news Hey, listen to this, guys. The Falcons have one way to make the playoffs, which is to beat the Saints and hope the Panthers upset the Buccaneers. That'll create a three way tie at eight and nine, and the Falcons would win the NFC South on a tiebreaker.
0: So you were right, Andrew. That wow.
1: answers my question. That
0: would be insane. Wow
1: gonna be uh they're gonna be huge Panthers fans
0: Avante Maddox was a full participant Thursday so I think uh it looks Great. like he's in I don't I don't know man that that he's gonna be cut in the offseason though he can't stay healthy
1: no don't cut him he's so good when he's not hurt
0: <laughs> he is good but he's he's a liability uh Ali what are your thoughts and then we can probably send us home uh do we play the starters do we not
2: well, we play. Uh, we're we gotta do a game of swinging it, don't we? Yeah, this our we're last playing week. swinging it before we before come on we now. Leave anywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm we play. I, I'd say we play our starters. Um, you know, if we learned anything from the the off and the preseason is that you know when we start off by not playing any of our players in any of the weeks, we get a pretty slow and sluggish start to to the season. I think you play your starters i said it last week this should be a get right game new york's defense is one of the worst in the league so it's a a great way for our offense to continue to try to get back on track um and while in the last three weeks the the giants have only scored like 18.7 points per game tyrod taylor did kind of look pretty strong against us so um You know, I don't really know how this game is is necessarily going to play out, just because I I don't trust our secondary. But from from the perspective of do we play, do we not? I obviously you play your starters and and hope for the best. Um, I say we come out of this with a win, Um, and yeah, cool. All right, Andrew, talk to me about swinging it.
0: Swinging it, underdog picks for the week.
1: Alright, season's winding down. It's getting close. We got some scores to update here. And, uh, you know, I don't think... I I think that we will continue this for the playoffs. I think that can still allow for a little bit of fun. But anyway, let's do a quick recap of last week. We had Rossi on. Uh, Rossi took the Pittsburgh Steelers, who beat the Seahawks. So another three and a half points for the audience. I believe... Ali, you're no longer in first place anymore. The
0: audience is in first place. The audience is now wow, in first place. Wow, we're trash, guys.
1: With, see, it's a streaky game. You know, it's 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 not a sprint. It's a marathon. So, Ali, uh, you took... Oh, we took the Commanders for you last week who lost to the you 49ers. Um, so, no points for you. You're still at 34. The audience now is at 36. So, the audience is now in first place. Uh, I took this I'm in third I took the Saints last week who did beat the Buccaneers Mm -hmm. Uh, so I get another two and a half I'm at 25 and a half so I'm only seven nope uh 25 like eight and a half behind you Ollie so I'm coming all right I'm coming and Alex you took oh this was a close one you took the Lions and they Mm -hmm. just barely lost to the Dallas Cowboys um and you know one more thing how how uh, how infuriating is it that we borderline rooted for the Cowboys to win for the Eagles' sake, and it's like, yeah. that was all for nothing. I ha- yeah. I I rooted yep. for the Cowboys to win for nothing. Yep. That's anyway. karma.
2: That's karma. That's what that that we get. That is karma. That You're- is what we get.
1: <laughs> You're not wrong. You're all not right. wrong. So let me kick this off. So, Alex, yes, yeah, you start us off, man.
0: I love this matchup. This team usually upsets them. It's always a close game. Give me the LA Rams to upset the San Francisco 49ers. I'm seeing on the Yahoo
2: app. uh, They are a four point underdog. It's crazy that they're an underdog given that San Francisco already clinched the number one seed.
1: That is crazy. This is going to be a weird week because there's because so Baltimore, yeah,
2: they yeah, did right. they definitely clinched because Baltimore is Baltimore is an underdog because they're likely resting their starters because they also clinched.
1: Yep, yeah. they'll be starting Tyler Huntley and uh, Lamar Jackson's basically. You know, he's I think he's guaranteed to win MVP. Uh, what games do we have that have stakes involved? You know what? I'm going to take those Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to take those Atlanta Falcons to like to complicate this playoff situation. They're a three-point underdog at the Saints. The Saints are just coming off of a win against division rival Buccaneers. So, you know, there's this there's this triangle of love going on right now. And all they've been doing is winning me points. So, I will take the Falcons on the road to beat a division rival. Give me the Falcons' uh, three-point underdog.
2: Oof. I feel like I need to end the regular season the way I started. Give me the Washington Commanders over the Dallas Cowboys.
1: 13 <laughs> I, and a half I,
2: point underdogs.
1: Yeah, the power of Sam Howell. You never know. You know,
2: he, he, he looked you like know, Tom Brady is, against us. He is the first quarterback in Washington's franchise to finish a season. He started game one. He started like played game one. And finish the final game of the season in years. There has not been a Washington quarterback that has completed all games of the regular season in like since the Alex Smith era, I think, or maybe Kirk Cousins. He lucked out
1: because Jacoby Brissett was supposed to be their starter last Correct. week and then he got hurt. <laughs> yeah, So, exactly. you know, sometimes you gotta get a little lucky. <laughs> so with that being said, how do we want to go about the audience pick? Because obviously we've we've taken three picks. There's still plenty of time before these games start. So uh What do you guys think? How do we want to leave it up to the audience? Send the request. Yeah, send the request right now, Andrew. Send the request. Send it out, baby. All right, audience, we need you again. Please, you're in the lead right now, so there's a lot of pressure here. Give us an underdog. Give us your favorite swing and a pick of the week. You know how this works. If your team wins outright, you get the points added to your total. So, uh, you know, you got some games to choose from. Audience, hit us with your pick.
0: And with that being said, we are done for today. Let's see what happens this Sunday. We got some uh, – or this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, we got some pretty cool games upcoming with some stakes involved. So excited to uh, see how the playoff bracket shakes up. Thanks for kicking it with, guys, this episode 81. We'll talk to you soon. Go, Birds. Go, Birds. Let's go, Birds. <laughs>